Assalamu alaikum. So like Sarah, who was on during the previous episode, and Rashid Bhai, who was on during episode one, Shams has helped create a club that has been the reason for literally hundreds of Muslims getting into cycling. They offer a host of rides throughout the year, both nationally and internationally, training up people from novice to expert within a couple of months, while also raising literally hundreds of thousands of pounds for charity. Their flagship offering is the Three Cities, whereby they travel from London to Istanbul each year, three cities at a time, starting again where they left off. I was fortunate enough to join them during their second trip, riding from Brussels to Luxembourg, taking a detour to Cologne and the largest masjid in Europe. That was more than six years ago, and it's incredible how the face of Muslim cycling has changed in such a short period of time. It was refreshing to sit back and reflect on it all with Shumps. H&K has since gone from strength to strength, expanding their offering, including their most recent ride, Makkah to Medina, mimicking the hijra taken by our Prophet Muhammad Shams goes deep into this journey, and so shall we. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Gapped Podcast. Shams, how you doing? Wa alaikum salam, alhamdulillah, good. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, I can't complain. Uh, Ramzan going okay? Yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah, what? We're in the 12th day now, 13? Something like that. Something yeah, like nice, really good. Track. Really good. Alhamdulillah. Uh, so you were in Makkah a month ago. Uh, yeah. Riding to Medina, mashallah. Makkah to Medina. Yeah. We'll go into that in a sec, but just tell us a bit about yourselves, uh, how you got into riding. Yeah, okay, so yeah, my name is Shams. Um, I work in the finance sector. Um, pretty much been cycling all my life, the usual mountain bike, um, little commutes here and there. And then, what, a little over just over nine years ago, saw a flyer to cycle um, castle to castle which is pretty much cycling from Tower Hill to Heaver Castle, 35 miles. <laughs> um, at that time, it seemed like an achievement. Uh, so, yeah, I started doing that ride. And then, yeah, the rest is history, actually. So when I got involved more into cycling, met you guys. Yeah. Remember the um, Cambridge to London night ride? Yes, that was brilliant. That's, uh, <laughs> that, that, was, uh, that was a very interesting ride because for us, that's like... Uh, how do you say, the original Bob ride, like yes, uh, how yeah. Bob was formed, kind of. So and That's what I kind of said to people, that Bob was pretty much on the back of Cambridge and London, yeah, where you right. start meeting a lot of brothers from local and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah, it was. But now looking back, actually, I can't believe we decided to take public cyclists to do a night ride. Yeah. Can you imagine the risk that's involved? <laughs> that yeah. just shows how naive we were. Yeah, it's true, it's true. <laughs> I saw brothers who had never cycled before, who had signed up to that ride, yeah, yeah, yeah. pitch black in... Like brothers turned up, I don't know, seven a.m. at at points, and uh, yeah. I remember we were we. I can't say we were experienced, but like we were fearful for ourselves, and yeah. I don't know what they were going through. You know, what exactly. I mean? No, exactly. I mean, we wasn't experienced ourselves, and that's for now. Looking back, I can't believe we took that sort of risk. It took new riders to cycle that in a pitch dark through villages. Saying that, so, we, I, I don't remember passing many cars at all that were saying that. No, like, especially in the lanes and stuff. It yeah, was yeah, completely it dead. Um, so it was very cold though. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I remember it being very cold. I think it was yeah, it was it was cold. Uh, wait, like at the briefing, I remember just shivering, like shut up and let us go and ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's cold out here, but alhamdulillah, it's uh, but it's uh, twenty twenty two now, and that ride must have been what 2013, 2014? 2014, Yeah, and uh, I think the cycling scene has just is completely changed. Oh, forget bro. forget uh, like. Uh, 2019 2020 it was, i guess it was very similar but 
I don't know, something's happened since pandem- pandemic. Like, yeah, yeah, something's absolutely. really taken off. I mean, I mean, I could we, like, like we could talk about cycling back in the days, but yeah. when we talk about, we're not actually talking about 20, 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only true. talking about five, six years ago. It's true. And how much the dynamic has changed now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, we used to go cycling. I remember even like, so with Said Boot and all that. Yeah, know, yeah. There's like three, four of us, five of us going. That, that was a group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right. Now you look back, and it's literally COVID that has changed the dynamics, especially amongst Muslim cyclists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just phenomenal. It was, it's, it's mental that like you just mentioned. Like there was four or five. Of, there were literally just four or five of us, yeah. maybe ten maximum. There might have been twenty in the group chat, whereby you know uh, they, they they had a bike as opposed to they were cyclists. You know yeah. what I mean? And and now I'm sure your group chat has hundreds, and ours has yeah, hundreds. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy. It's, it's it's really good though it's yeah, really yeah, good absolutely. um yeah it's mental i was just speaking to jess from rafa yesterday um she put out the ramadan ride yeah i don't know if you've yeah, seen we've it we've got an invite for that oh, okay yeah uh, you want the light reader um light reader the ride leader burhan oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah he, he, he he's he's an actual invite okay to yeah you know they had 100 tickets for that and it sold out in less than 24 hours no way yeah 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 yeah, so it's, it's it's actually a very good idea, very good um, initiative from yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, it's it's incredible how it's like it's just picked up, and the sisters picked it up as well. Yeah, yeah. some of them are ahead of us as well. Much like that. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're more organised than we are. You know what I mean? So oh, in that way, I thought you meant we're gonna be we're gonna be drafting them. Oh, <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's go into it then. So we're here to talk about H and K um, and the ride you guys did the Hijra ride from Mecca to Medina. Um, why is that? So we might have non-Muslim uh, listeners, and even Muslim listeners, they yeah. might not know. Why is that a, a significant ride? Why is that a significant route? So Hijra in Arabic means migration. And during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu time, um, they were started off in Mecca, and they were being persecuted there as well. It was then that they, he decided to migrate to Medina, where the people of Medina were more welcoming and they were going to accept Islam and allow him to sort of set up his, um, the deen there, religion. So it was that point, it's a very pivotal point in Islam when him and a companion with him, Abu Bakr Siddiq, anhu, decided to set off um, and leave Mecca, his, his birthplace, um, to a completely new, new area, 500 kilometers up north of Saudi. Um, and that point that point is known as hijrah and since then the islamic calendar the hijri calendar started from there as well so yeah it is very important um time in islamic history so we thought we'd go out there and we actually because you know we've we've all everyone that's been there with a the car um to umrah or hajj we've been there makkah to medina but it's not the same when you're in the car so i thought the closest i can get to a camel or a horse would be on a bike so yeah before we go and relive that the path of Makkah to Medina. And uh, were you able to copy some of the route at all, or was it like you were guided due to? Yeah, so unfortunately, there's not. It's not like here. There's not many options in terms of road. Um, but what we took was we took the old route. of things. So some of the historical places we managed to visit. Um, I'll talk about it later. Yeah, on, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Okay, so uh, what were you, you? Obviously, it was for a charity. Yeah. Uh, what was it in aid of? So this Hijra uh, ride is in partnership with Munta the Aid, their flagship event called Little House Project. Um, the the team, the Hijra ride members, actually end up ride, uh, raising over one hundred forty five thousand pound. 
for well, just this ride, just this ride, oh, yeah, £145,000. And that helped operation in Kenya and part operation in Egypt. At total, I believe he saved around 86, 87 children's lives. But I just want to say, it's not actually just saving the children's lives, it's actually saved 87 families. Because we went to one of the deployments in Bangladesh two years ago, where they do the same thing, operations there. And we found out from the families, when a child's got that... Um, hole in the heart very 90% chance they won't see the adulthood and the family has to decide whether they're going to invest that, their life saving towards that one child or the rest of the children's education yeah, yeah. it's different between that or food yeah. it's that sort of thing so when we you know by helping 86 children's lives we've actually saved 80 families yeah. they can now move on and carry on with their lives subhanallah that's incredible and uh, how many brothers took part in doing that we had 30 brothers. 30 brothers wanted aid. Is that a UK-based charity? UK-based charity, yeah, UK-based charity. And uh, why is it important? Like H&K, I guess all your rides are in aid of something yeah. charity-based. Um, why is that important to H&K or in yourself, I guess? Yeah, so as you know, we've H&K started just over about nine years ago now, similar to the time as you guys have been around. Um, we cycle throughout the year. Saturdays go out, go out the cycling. So... Cycling is something that's given to us, so we just thought, you know, once a year, we'll try to do two events in sake of charity, just something giving back to the community, basically. So, yeah. so like giving us that tofit and the health, fitness to cycle, and it's an opportunity for us to do some khair in return, do some good. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And uh, so the journey, um, we touched on it earlier, but why did you decide that this is the journey you wanted to do, the hijra ride? Or is it something that came to you, or did you seek it out? No, I seeked it out. It was actually in plan, or in my dream, shall I say, okay. at least for the last four or five years now. It's just been sitting in my head, I thought, I really want to do this. Um, but you can understand the bureaucracy of Saudi and that whole thing. So I knew it wasn't easy as planning a route in UK, yeah. see on your Strava, do A to B and go. There's more to it than that. So I patiently waited, and I waited, and alhamdulillah, when um, getting to know Muntada Aid and their team, I, I had a conference to sort of pull this off. Now. But I, I knew, you know, when you love cycling and, and you've got the connection to the Dean as well and want to make that spiritual journey. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when's uh, London to uh, London to Makkah next? <laughs> that would be the ultimate one I'd love to do. And I guess that's probably the substitute. I thought since I can't spend, give my family time and work time, that's the next best thing I can do. Jerusalem is just a bit closer. You Maybe you can try that. <laughs> Actually, that might be something we're looking into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to do something like that. Um, Mecca might be a bit far off, but Jerusalem, I don't know. You could probably save a week or so, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you probably save more as well. No, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so how do you go about planning something like this? So you said you had it in your mind four or five years ago, yeah. and you can't just turn up and be like, right, uh, Jeddah Airport, get the bikes out, boys, right, I've got the route on my Strava, let's go. You can't do that with uh, no, Saudi. No, no, of course not. And most of the Middle East, I imagine, and Afri yeah, perhaps parts of Africa, you can't do that either. And definitely not in the Middle East. No, no, definitely not. So, um, no, there's a lot of planning involved. Um, and that is why I think with Muntada Aid's support as well, they, they had some contacts over there. Um, and with them, and also with some of the people that we knew, it, it, was, it was, I mean, like I said, it, it was tough. We were going back and forth with so many organizations keep rejecting us try to contact the local people there get some local knowledge on it as well um yeah it, it, 
is a tough problem. When was it where by you knew, right, this is going ahead? Do you understand? Well, where, I, if I'm honest with you, the day before we flew out. Really? Yeah. So it was still touch and go the whole time? Yeah, it was touch and go. Basically, we wasn't getting the necessary paperwork that okay. I was, we, we thought it would be enough to sort of get the clearance. And it was, I mean, when we first launched it, it was actually Ramadan last year. We launched it, we had the brothers fundraising and, and getting the team together. And we, at that time, we anticipated we'll do it in September last okay. year. But obviously we knew COVID yeah. was, was sort of playing, because at that time, and then summertime was the COVID started easing off and made it look more promising. And then it sort of picked up again. But um, from the Saudi side, nothing was sort of, we're not getting anything from any response from anyone there. So we sort of pushed it to November. Come November, again, same sort of thing, COVID stuff going higher up again. So we sort of postponed it completely for 2021. And the good thing is we called it 1443, uh, which meant that we can actually go this year up until August. We're right. still within the same. So you didn't have to change year. the marketing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then come January, February, you know, itching. And I'll be honest, I start losing all hope. And But I started avoiding brothers as well. In regards to it, because I didn't want them to see that I was saying it, I was sort of losing hope or demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have to give them the comfort. So, yeah, and then it was February actually. I sort of had enough, and then um, contacted me to the eight team. I said, "Look, like your lumpy, I'm doing it with or without the letter. I'm doing it." Oh well, okay. Um, and they said, "Are you sure?" I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take that shot." Um, so I did it. I went ahead, announced to the guys that we're going to go. We set a date, 16th of um, 9th of March. We go out there and worked it out just before Ramadan. Because I realized that if we don't go now, what's going to happen in Ramadan? And that's Hajj. And then it's Hajj. Yeah. Then it's too hot. You know, we're going to go back to end of 2022. And I said, look, yeah. this isn't it. So I made a bold and at that time felt silly decision. So you know what, I'm going to do it regardless. So everyone's getting ready for it. But in my head, I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah, 30 people's responsibility, <laughs> right? What am I doing? What am I doing? But we still, we still, we still pushing together. So I'm like, the day before we get that confirmation. So who was uh, organizing? Was it yourself or Munta that led the organization? So they were doing it as well. Because when they, they went to do it initially, but they were not getting anywhere. So I decided we started our sort of process as well, trying to get it done. So it was like both of us, whoever can get it, yeah, yeah, we will yeah. go ahead with it. But they were the ones sort of arranging the logistics over there, the hotels, accommodation, all that stuff. Okay. Left That's a lot on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. you guys be that and you took that decision. the day before. So. <laughs> Mental. So what organizations on that side were you contacting? Is it the Saudi, British Embassy? Who, the British who, Embassy who was involved. They were there as well. The British okay. Consulate, um, they, they got on board afterwards and then they sort of held a reception for us. Um, there was a local cycle clubs there as well. Okay. But to be fair, there they wasn't, at the cycle club, they weren't really experienced cyclists themselves. Okay, I understand. But at least they knew the local market, gotcha. the local knowledge and everything, so that, that helped. So uh, was it the Saudi foreign ministry that was holding things up? Or what was the It was the sports, sports ministry there. Okay. Um, but then it's just through your contacts, you have, it's, it's, those, it's those sort of countries you have to know to get things going basically. Uh, did you have like police escorts and stuff like that? Yes, so yeah, we, we, we had some made we had police escort, we had an ambulance following us all the way through. Mad. Fortunately and we didn't need to. The Saudi need. took care of all that, is it? Uh, yeah, or, yeah. Okay. And uh, what help did you, or what did you need to do on this side then? Or did you need to uh, contact any organizations on this side before flying out or was it straightforward? 
Um, yes, so we had the local soccer club there. We had the... No, on this side, like uh, okay. something in the UK whereby... Did you have to seek permission from the UK government? For no, anything? no, no, uh, no. Yeah, we, it's just on that no, side. Over here, we literally just pack our bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. alhamdulillah. Um, from the other side then, like, uh, what was the overview of your trip? Uh, what did it look like? Day one, you, I'm guessing you went and did your Umrah. Yeah, so we, we arrived in, uh, in Jeddah and then went straight to Makkah. Um, alhamdulillah, again, for us, literally two days before we flew out there, Saudi government had eased the restriction as well. Um, so this whole... It yeah. literally all just come together. All just, yeah, it all just fell in place. Right? Sure. It's just amazing. Yeah, so two days before, they, they used the restrictions, so all that um, space and all that, that, that was gone. Um, the only thing that was there was you had to sort of book your slot to do Umrah. But even then, when we got there, we had a haram where we walked in and they just let us through okay. and we managed to do it. So we had, you know, it was meant to be three days of rest, right? We thought we'll have a spiritual connection. We'll have spend our time Umrah there, do Tawaf and enjoy. And then we set off our ride. And believe it or not, brother started getting cramps in the legs from doing Tawaf. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, like they, they're straining the legs and everything. Else. It was, it's actually quite tough when you really, when you're barefoot, when you're walking on those marbles. Um, people aches and pain. I'm like, oh my God, was that a good idea? Then like before we set the ride, legs are really tired. <laughs> So we made sure that, you know, people did their farewell tawaf a lot earlier and not literally before we set off. So they have some plenty of rest. And I could see brothers were uh, booking in the malls. They have those um, massage chairs. Yeah, everybody was like queuing up on their ones <laughs> last minute. So, yeah. And then what we did was, although it wasn't as hot as we sort of feared. Um, what were we looking at now? We were expecting four, near to 40. Yeah. But ended up on day one being... About 34, 33. Okay. So what we decided to do was we we changed the time. We set off at 3 in the morning. Oh, wow. Or we were 2, yeah, 2 o'clock and we set off at 3 o'clock. Only because we thought we'll, we'll try to cover as much mileage we can in the dark. And even after Fajr, it doesn't get hot straight away. Yeah, so yeah. For, so hoping that by 11 o'clock, midday sun, we arrive at our destination. That was from London, from Mecca to King Abdullah Economic City. It's a private city in the northeast, northwest of uh, Saudi, on the coastal side as well. Um, but that was our plan. But unfortunately, what happened was as we sort of got to know the local team, local cyclists joined us as well. Um, they they want to give it a go. It, we sort of set off. Quite, I mean, we we, we ended up like I said, they don't know us well enough, yeah. but they gave us a, our first break point at fifteen kilometers. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can imagine, right? yeah, we're still yeah, within yeah, Mecca, yeah. we're like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah uh, they yeah. put that there, I'm like, nah, that, that didn't work. Anyway, so they had food, everything, and I'm like, what food? Yeah, you know? yeah, anyway, yeah. so that took a lot of time. And then... Um, you can't even say no, right? Like, they, they put this on Yeah, yeah, they put your I mean, everything so. on there. Um, and they're meeting everyone as well. So that dragged a lot of time. And so I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, well, that's going to eat into the time. The idea was to sort of... And then... Um, yeah, so one of what we feared the most at the end wasn't the heat so much, it was the headwind. Okay. It started picking up. Um, initially, it was around 15, 16 miles per headwind, and it was manageable. We thought, you know what, we can do this. We're holding pace around 19, 20. You know, we, 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 we can hold this. And then it was like 40 miles into the ride. Suddenly, it was like 35 miles per hour. Is that when you get closer to the coast or something? Is that closer to the coast, and I think, yeah, and he just picked up. And he actually had a sign there as well saying, Oh, crosswinds uh, and crosswind, wind. Right? Yeah, and it was actually headwind. We were, we were heading north 
and the wind was coming from northwest, so it was almost like eleven o'clock position. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't even draft someone. Yeah. But it's eleven o'clock position, right? It's always like that. It's still coming yeah. from the side and swiping you as well. We stopped at one point and seriously we couldn't even stand straight. Like you kept wobbling around because the wind was that bad. Sure. So yeah, that was day one. We arrived in King Abdullah Economic City by eight o'clock in the evening. So did you take a break midday, I'm guessing? Yeah, we took we took breaks where we can. Yeah. Um for mainly for shade actually. It was yeah. it was quite hot. Um, yeah, so day one, everyone completed by eight, eight o'clock in the mm-hmm. evening. So it wasn't so bad, but I think most of us suffered from mild heat stroke. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, it just happens because we ended up spending so much time on the road. Yeah, the idea yeah, was yeah. to finish at 11. We finished at eight o'clock. So yeah, another yeah. nine hours. <laughs> Did they set up breaks constantly or were you stopping at cafes and whatnot? Or? It was... It wasn't that many. It was, there's no such thing as cafes over there okay. uh, for the cyclists. Um, it was if we were fortunate enough to have petrol stations, that they were quite good. We had a couple of them, but otherwise the cars. We had support vehicles, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. Group group of us support vehicles with us, with ice, drinks, and food and everything in there as well. So we were, had our own food in the bags in the car as well, so we could access them during the break points. Was that your own drivers then, or yeah, our that? own drivers? Okay, okay, yeah. And uh, were you driving? What were you riding across the? Motorway or yeah, you remember motorway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. That was what Luxembourg or something. Luxembourg, yeah. And uh, oh no, actually it was Germany, wasn't it? Germany. And, uh, yes. They don't yeah. even have a speed limit, and you just yeah. have these trucks passing you. I remember. It's <laughs> mental, and I'm like, where has Shams taken us, bro? Subhanallah. But that's a yeah, discussion for another time. Um, so, but you had a car in front of you, car behind. Car front of us. We had two groups of cyclists uh, split in terms of ability. Group one, so they had a car at the front, a car at the back, and then group two had the same car at the front, a car at the back. And police around and ambulance. Yeah. No one's yeah. touching you, basically. So. No, no. Yeah, um, yeah. Initially, what happened was we had one police car. It wasn't more for a support role. It was more just to keep an eye on us. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Okay. And stayed at the back. And we were told to stay on the hard shoulder. And that was really bad. And it's amazing. The good thing was we sort of got on the highway after Fajr. So it was daylight because what happened was on the hard shoulder, it was all the debris are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we found that every now and then they have this little bridge that they come. And when the bridge roads are broken only on the side of the, where the hard shoulder is. So we literally jumping over, getting off a bike and it was like really bad. I, I was surprised that with nothing broke there, it was really bad. And it was, we, we were getting that sort of broken lines every half a mile. A um, lot of debris on the side as well, a couple of punctures. Um, but I think in a poor darkness or like with poor visibility, it yeah. would be really bad. So um, King Abdullah City. Uh, Economic City. Yeah. Economic City. They, they call it that? Kayak. What's that like? You won't believe it. It's, it's actually a private city. It's still building. Okay. They only built 10%, but it's still really built up. It's a coastal side. They've got beach and everything. You, you probably think, if you're there, you think you're in Dubai. It's actually a closed city or closed society, so it's proper westernized in terms of golf cars, um, golf places, golfing, you know, cinema, everything. It's there. for the rich oh, yeah. Arabs, basically. Yeah, it's for the rich Arabs. Party, got apartments, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were there staying there and we were cycling around. Apartments, well, it looks like you're in America with a garage and everything, proper Americanized oh, yeah. um, 
houses everything going there. No. Interesting. Even the cars as well, American cars. <laughs> we won't go into politics, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> but day two then, so uh, you've reached, what was that, 100 miles? 100 and... Yeah, so we finished off in day one. I was going to say, so when we got into the, because it's a private city, as soon as we got there, the private security came out and they closed all the roads off. And oh, just for you guys, VIP, yeah, oh, VIP right. all the way to the coast where the, where the where the beach, and they had a reception for us. And um, the owners, not the owner, but I think the team that runs the city, okay. they came out very well spoken English. Oh, um, and they and and they welcomed us. I don't know if they actually thought we were some pro okay, riders yeah, or something. I don't yeah, know yeah. what happened, right? But <laughs> maybe they just saw the word British, and you know how people <laughs> yeah, yeah, worship yeah. anything with British, especially you know? how Asian yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they kind of knew we were coming, and what happened? They, they kept they, they held a reception for us, and then the owner, the admin team came around to me, and he said, the management team. He said, look, Shams, this today, this is your city. Wherever you want to go, wherever you want to eat, whatever you do, it's all on us. Everything done. Oh, wow. And he said... I bet you wish you got there at 11 a.m. then. You know what? <laughs> I wish I stayed one day extra there as well. Because he kept saying that to me. No, don't say that because we're about to set off again at yeah. 5 in the morning. Like, you ain't got time for this, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, um, yeah, and where, if you leave your apartment... You give me a call, the security, then everyone knows about you. We will close the roads because we don't Man. want you to be going out in public. We want to make sure we close the road. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> he goes, no, it's for your security, for your safety. We're going to make sure you have a presence of our And I was like, oh, man, this is, this is like something else. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. So that's I finished crazy. the day off one like that disappointment that we couldn't even jump on the beach as well um, <laughs> because we got there so late. What, what do you guys eat that night? It was on them, I'm guessing, yeah? It was on them, but um, we would, so they had a couple of the restaurants were like set lined up one after another, but we can't eat that after. So we ate yeah, first yeah. one <laughs> was Al Baik. Oh, yeah, you got to get no bacon yeah. in there. Yeah, they, 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 they treated us, and then we were supposed to another meal, but by that time we were so tired and yeah, yeah. everyone just going in bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. So day two. So day two, starting off very tired now, um, legs already knackered. Uh, we set off a little bit later this time. I've heard uh, crazy stories about day two, but yes, I'll let yeah. you tell him. Yeah, um, I might have forgotten by now as well, actually, so remind me which ones they were. But yeah, we set off, we thought we'd give him a bit more time, so we set off around 7 o'clock, but the temperature got a lot cooler. Uh, as we were heading more to the north, we we knew the temperature was going to cool, cool down a bit. But literally from the set goal, it was headwind. 35, 37 miles per hour headwind, just all the way through. And you're riding through desert, aren't you? Yeah. So it, yeah, and that's the other thing as well. Um, even on day one, first ten miles, like everyone's amazed. Wow, look at this! It's desert. Look at the camels over there. Yeah. After, After a ten while. miles, <laughs> like okay, this is getting sick now. Because yeah. you look around, desert on your left, desert on your right. Ahead is desert. Like on your horizon, it's like what the hell is going on? In place with your mind starts playing tricks. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. keep looking at your your mileage, just like what's going on? Like nothing's moving. And yeah, really, and then day two, exactly the same thing. At least with day one, we started off with Makkah. Yeah. So we had this change of scenery with those buildings, the streets. Um, I thought I had enough of these in the UK, uh, concrete jungle, but I, I, I was start missing that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's one straight road, and it was desert everywhere, headwind. And then it, we actually, there was a sign there as well saying it's a sandstorm area. And the sandstorm started kicking in. And because I told you the wind was coming from that sort of um, northwesterly 11 o'clock position, yeah, we luckily we had all our snooze on, we had our glasses on there, and the wind was the wind with the sand mixed up, mixed together as well. It was just, I mean, one of the brothers described that day was like being in the air fryer at the same time being sandblasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. 
that really tells the story. So that's another hundred miles then that day as well. So roughly just over a hundred miles. Um, yeah, it was. It, oh, so it was. It was getting tough. Forty miles we covered, and we got to midday. And like okay, and the, you know legs are brothers are tight, and police at that time. I mean over there you have to do whatever the police says, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He just come and goes. We want everyone to ride together now. Like, yeah, yeah, can't yeah. Do that. anyway. So, we drive together and we, we're covering like 10 15 miles. People are getting hungry, so we stopped. And I remember telling one point to the brothers, Look, I didn't have the heart to tell people to jump in the van. So, I said, Look, we only done 40 miles, we've got another 60 miles to go. It won't get any easier. The wind is not going to ease down, and your legs are getting even more tired. So, make a decision what you guys want to do. And everyone's like, Everyone had a breast and had some chicken, right? They thought, oh, so I'll be okay. As soon as we got onto the road again, yeah, the disparity amongst the riders, I looked from distance and I can see we were like, everyone was head the chicken, head down, demoralized. I'm like, because wind was just smashing me left, right? Yeah. And I thought, okay, you know, my concern all, the, all this time was, police going to say, you know what, cancel it, abandon it. This yeah. is not working for you guys. Because you can see we're taking breaks too often and we're all over the place. So that was then I had to make a decision. So I went to the front and called everyone on the side and yeah it was one of the most stressful time for me because I, in my head i'm just thinking that what do i do like i can't think of an idea at the moment like look up in the sky and i just made up and ask all you know help me with this man I, i'm really stuck you know if it was just myself a couple of others like russell was there a few others we could just manage it just carry on we've got people who are struggling they still want to carry on as well and then this is me when we i looked at one of the local cyclists and listen speak to the police and tell them I came with, came with, we came with an idea basically is that we need to box in from the wind so if we can at least go into the first lane because we were pretty much taking the first lane anyway yeah. um, by that time because the cars were on the left giving us some help the police car were coming going and they and they said no police said no I said look tell them just have some mercy on us they could see we they could see themselves cars are moving and everything by the way the only time I really enjoyed it was when trucks were passing by because <laughs> what used to happen was trucks used to pass by it used to get a little swell yeah. and then it used to give you a little push yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, I really like this man. just to give an example of the sort of headwind we were facing I was my wattage on our, the brothers who into their watts and everything I was doing 170 watts and speeding at 10 11 miles per hour yeah so that's how much pressure, um, exerting and power I'm exerting, only doing 10 miles per hour, basically, 170 watts. And this is all flat, right? On a flat route, yeah, 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 absolutely flat. It was literally the wind. At one point on day two, um, a car came, one of our car came, and he was on the, on the main road, and I just went behind him. So he wasn't car giving me a push, just blocked the wind. And with the same wattage, I went up to 27 miles per hour. Yeah, so okay. that just showed the difference of what the wind was doing to us, basically. Yeah, and then... Um, so I, I sort of pleaded with the police again, I go, look, have some mercy on us. We, you know, we really need some help. And then they sort of gave in and they said, okay, what do you want to try? So I said, it's one chance I want to try. Give everybody a chance to give. I know, I know everyone's going to make it, but at least give everybody a fair chance to complete this, at least on day two. So the idea was we had the van, minibus in front of us. We had the ambulance on our left. Right in front, yeah. Uh, no, no, on the left-hand side. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So block the window. Because it's come right. from 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we had about three, another three cars behind the ambulance. Okay. So we were almost like a C-shape. C shape, and yeah. then we had a car at the back as well. Gotcha. So we were blocked in like a C-shape sort of thing. It worked, but the problem was people at the front wasn't getting it. Because obviously the ambulance can't completely close the yeah, gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. keeping a gap. And that gap was hitting it. That's for me and Russell. So we took the charge. We were at the front. 
and I was then, and we had everybody else, or two abreast behind us, and it, and it, it worked. worked. Yeah. It worked. We started picking up 14, 15 miles per hour. It, it was working. So it was me and Russell basically just taking the hit most all the way through. But at one point I went because I can hear some of the guys at the back saying, "Oh, the guys are fun again. All the all the help, all the support." I'm like, you know what? Let's swap. So I went at the back, about four or five at the back, and you know what? I was doing same speed. With nothing. No, I yeah, mean yeah. I was doing about seventy wattage. Yeah, yeah. And holding 15, 17. I was like, I could do this all day long. Yeah, and yeah, I actually, actually lasted about five minutes. No, 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 we'll come back again. I'm like, okay, cool. So, yeah, alhamdulillah, we've um, few, then we had few obviously brothers couldn't carry on anymore, but at least it was giving everyone a good shot. And along the route, the plan was we're not going to stop anymore because my concern was police might just anytime say throwing the towel. Yeah, yeah. So, the plan was if you end up can't keep up with the train, just slow back, ease back, and we had a team at the back, they'll just pick you up and put you in the car and just we just carry on. We're not going to keep stopping. And that was straight after Maghrib, we, we set off like that, and alhamdulillah, that made us all the way to... Um, Where did you Badr. stop on day two? Badr. Badr? Yeah, so that Badr. was brilliant. That was one of the cities I was looking forward to. Never been yeah. there before. You never get a chance to go when you go Umrah Hajj, you sort of go straight to Medina sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we went to Badr. We stayed in a very nice... My request that we went to, I wanted to stay in a tent. Okay. Um, we couldn't get the tent at such a short stretch, but what we ended up having was like, it's like a communal place with a tent style at the top, so fabric at the top. It was okay. a big hall and we all slept on the floor. It was really nice it's cushions, better. sofas around the sides as well. Brother, yeah. Yeah. yeah I found it, uh, it was, uh, it was did nice. you get like a little tour in the morning or something? So yeah, next day, um, day three, we, we, we had a tour at the Shuhada where the, where the um, Sahabas were martyred and the actual battle took place. They gave us a nice little tour. Um, oh, it was brilliant. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. My yeah. highlight of, the actual journey was actually seeing Badr and uh, how it was. Is it a town now or a city or what is it? They call it a city or a town, but it is very derelict. It's a dead town. And, but okay. I, I like it like that. It kind of yeah. almost like preserved. Uh, what I didn't like about it was the actual place where the Badr took place. It sort of left to its own desire. So okay. you can see um, a lot of rubbish being tucked there. The football okay. post there as well. But at least they haven't built. On top toilets, skyscrapers, and all that sort of stuff going on there as well. You can, when you go there, it almost takes you back in time. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not many houses. It's almost a sort of deserted place in that sense. Um, so day three, Badr to Medina. Day three to Medina. Yeah, that's when to me started sinking home. Now, yeah, we get in there, especially oh, yeah. as we started off. Um, day three, by that time, because Badr actually falls within the province of Medina. Okay. Um, and we had the Medina place, so they were taking over. Um, How many miles is it from Badr to Medina? Again, roughly about 100. So, so I'm just thinking to myself, like, when they did battle all those years ago, yeah. in Ramadan, exactly. they came out 100 miles, so imagine that's like no, a four, the car, five, the yeah, that's exactly. what I mean, that's like a four or five day journey, yeah, yeah, in far west come out, yeah. and then fighting, and then heading back, so it's not like a quick... Yeah, let's go, let's go to the corner, next town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do a little fight. Oh, subhanallah. That's, yeah, yeah. No, that that, that no, puts even, it into context. You know. Yeah, what I mean? putting even the whole three cities when we were cycling. Sorry, Israel, we were cycling. It puts into context. Like, okay, we did in three days. Yeah. When the Prophet made the so, Hijrah, so. you know, how long did it take him to do that five hundred kilometers? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, and they 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 want to come home. They swapped around. They will walk for a bit. They know. had to hide. They had to hide. Yeah, exactly. They had enemies chasing them as well at the same time. Actually, so yeah, and then day three started, and you know how they say people in Medina are so much different. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. even the police are different. There's peace in Medina. Even the police are different. Yeah. So I told you, them, Badr falls within the province of um, 
Medina, so it was Medina police took over. And that day, it was extra special. We had like 10 police cars, oh, wow. like SUVs coming in. And what they were doing, we, had, we got it filmed as well. And what they did was, they started going two, three cars, exits ahead, blocking the cars on the side, <laughs> no one coming into the road, letting us pass through. Royalty, we see, basically. We can yeah. see, yeah, we can see they're building up traffic in the, as cars trying to get, join the motorway, yeah, join the yeah. highway. They held it back, let us go through, and then they sort of gave, go through it to us. So that was like, wow. And that was the Medina police basically doing that. Madness. Madness. And so that's what they did for you. So imagine what they do for the for king and the prince. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about the king and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Madness. So, so still headwind, still through the Headwind eased, SubhanAllah. Okay, headwind eased, temperature eased as well. But we had oh, climbing. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Um, nothing oh, like what we have here. Medina is climbing now. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, relatively speaking, it was a lot more. Because on day one and day two, it was like, 1300 feet over the whole 100 miles. <laughs> That's like Europe, you know what I mean? Northern Europe, rather. Yeah. Um, and day three, it was going to be four and a half thousand. So, relatively, as a compared okay. to where it was, it's still yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Something, if you did 100 miles around here, that's what you'd expect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't anything steep, it was just the one that goes on for about yeah, miles. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, slow, yeah. gradual, just goes on. It was literally as soon as we set off from Badr, it was a climb. But it was, like I said, it's still in a big ring, just spinning away, going. No, so it was really nice. And then um, temperature cooled down. Wind is still there. I mean, compared to what it was, it a lot. But we're still heading, we're still facing like. And the thing, so, what I like, so you know how we said we, we're getting northwesterly wind. And at some point, as we're heading Medina, we sort of turned and we're facing now easterly. Okay. And um, we're going more east and northeast. So you got tailwind kind of. You think that cross right? tailwind? Yeah, but yeah, wind changed that. Then it started coming more northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. But at least it eased off as well. It's eased. So there was a section where we were going just east in the beginning, and that was nice. Okay. It was just. It wasn't so much of a tailwind or headwind. It was just yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. going on. And then later on, we had to sort of face north again, and that's when we were faced. But it was nice because um, in my plan, I put there was a really 400 old mosque that From was still the there. And I wanted to sort of go there as a visit, but the supportive messed it up. We ended up missing that. But I put, um, it's a nice historical place called Bil um, al-Shifa, um, which means well of, of cure, basically. And it's a cure. It's a well, well, the well is still there. It was a town of the Prophet the village people complained. Well, he spat inside or something. Yeah. It was salty water. It was salty, it was bitter. So yeah. he, they complained about that. He spat in the well and then it made this um, water sweet. And That's still there? Then? Still there. Um, so we made that as a place of... Is it still alive? As in you can get water out or is it... Like... So this is what happened. So we meant to go there, right? I put, I gave everyone oh, okay, the destination okay. and we meant to go there. And that was a break point. You know how I said on day one we had a break, break point at 15 oh, yeah, kilometers? Yeah, yeah. Well, this one, the break point, the first break point was must have been at... Mm, 28 miles, roughly. Well, because they missed that, and the locals thought they know better than me, <laughs> and I, I hope they did as well, they took us to somewhere, another well called Bira Rauda, and they insisted that was the one, and that was at 55 miles, right? And it got all messed up for us, so we didn't have a break point until 55 miles, and the heat was there, yeah, so that was really, really tough one. Well, what food. was the significance of that well then? Or I don't did know. they think? Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Trust them. Right, fair. fair enough. Yeah. And then, uh, so. But then, I did see a lot of our um, Desilot there. Well, at that, 
at that well, yeah. Okay. And when one of our, one of our, one of um, Amjad by he was there, and he goes to me, "Chance, but if we see my lot there, it means it's dodgy. It's not my lot." Fair enough. And then straight into Medina, then. And, and then yes, um, we we did was uh, the group was split. Obviously, we 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 were back to. In fact, even on day two, um, we we could have split again. We had a group one and group two. So group, group day three, we started off again our original plan with group one and group two. So group one um, merged and we waited, we sort of met at the checkpoint, Medina checkpoint. Um, and then we all stepped together. Okay. Last 20 miles, 25 miles, we all did it together. And I think that's when, you know what, it was amazing. Yeah. It, it, the feeling was amazing because what happened was we knew that this was straight road to Medina, with the Medina checkpoint, very symbolic point. And what they did was they gave us another car with a siren on and everyone was behind. We gave the whole lane to us now. We had police, everybody behind surrounding us and it was like a convoy now it became felt like a proper convoy this time as we we're heading towards medina and and the feeling just getting yeah she was down my spine is like but yeah just amazing man it's dream coming true but they're playing uh Tala Alba, the you know what you say that i was <laughs> on the radio uh, well, what the plan was uh, for you know when we get to medina nice to see other children of medina singing to us and all that but we got there one o'clock in the morning oh, so okay. they were asleep alhamdulillah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure when you first set your eyes on that mosque, that must have been an incredible scene. Yeah, so we, what happened was you can see the brothers, like everybody was so energetic now. And yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a yeah. fight who wanted to be at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the whole convoy started setting off and you can see the, we almost got like a safety car. It felt like a safety car that was in front of us. You know how they are having Grand Prix? Yeah, yeah. And brothers were like literally just going behind it. And we tried, and the brothers trying to dictate to trying to get the car to speed up a bit more because like everyone just can't wait anymore. And they're like, everyone's pushing for anything, for going towards it. And I think halfway point, I started looking up, I'm like, I just want to see the minarets. That's what I, because I knew the minarets were long and there's so many of them as well. I thought, like, it took a while before we ended up seeing the minarets. But yeah, the anxiety was there, the anxious was there to kind of. Were there brothers who had never been Saudi before? There was a couple of brothers emotional. and there was very, very emotional thing for them. It was emotional for everyone. Yeah, of course. Because the way we got there, yeah, I think, because yeah. it, the way we got there, the journey, everything just started um, getting there. Even though we were tired, uh, we were hungry and everything, you know, we were bonking halfway through and, and at that point. But yeah, it was very emotional. That's incredible. Um, that's the patience the police cars must have had as well and the support yeah, team. Yeah, the pace they were going at. Especially when, um, when we were drafting them on day two, um, they had to go at that pace. So yeah, I was yeah. constantly dictating with the front car slowed down. Because I kept, I kept we, we made an agreement. I said, look, if I do this, that means two kilometers go down or up two kilometers go up and everything. So we're doing that. So they were going at that pace. Whenever we just stopped, they just sat on the side. We tried to give them food and everything, but they said, no, that counts as bribery. So they, they, they oh, would really? take it. Yeah. Wow. Which I feel a bit bad. I feel, no, it would be nice to sort of give them food and everything, but they yeah, just sat that's in the incredible. I wonder what was going through their mind, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's uh, spending the whole day, because imagine, like, I'm sure their shift is only like six hours or eight hours, right? yeah, yeah, and I they mean, end up spending the whole day with you guys. Yeah, some of the brothers, they probably enjoy because probably something they never have that before, uh, they will sit around. But I think, obviously, I couldn't tell, for me, police car is a police car, but yeah, I yeah. think they sort of, at a certain point, they probably took turn, and gotcha. and, and, the, and another set of police took over. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't really work it out. But I think they were start to. That's what they were doing. So uh, other than Badar and uh, this fountain of Roda, yeah, uh, potential fountain of Roda. Yeah. <laughs> were there other any uh, other significant places you stopped at or passed by, and uh, you, you were no, able to no. check it out? It, it was just mainly just okay. the desert, really. Okay. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, saying that they've they've destroyed most of the places. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
So um, with COVID, uh, were there any protocols other than uh, just booking your umrah slot and whatnot? No, they're, they're, other than the fact they're very strict with um, masks there, that's about it. So wherever you go in the masjid, they won't let you in front of masjid without, without the mask and shops and all that stuff. But no, other than that, it, it almost felt like business as usual. Uh, incredible journey other than the headwind and a potential sandstorm uh, were there any other challenges along the journey like while you were there perhaps escort didn't turn up on time or the, I think the challenges was trying to get the support team to sort of work with us okay. um, they sort of had their own idea and that's why so we were missing the break points um, and I think the, the support team they were sort of last minute got they wasn't really part of our teams as such so they wasn't I mean, when we first set off, it was really scary because we got on the highway and the group one, my group, we the, the support car started speeding off because one of the local guys ended up catching on to the back and it started uh, going at 35 miles per hour. And I looked back at that point, I was with them. At that point, I looked back to see if the rest of our guys there. And next minute I know these guys just caught onto the back of the car and just gone. And they left. I could see in the far distance, probably at least half a mile away. Okay. At that point, my team with the guys, we were just by ourselves in the well, semi-dark roads yeah. in the highway without any support cars. Oh, mental. Um, and that was really scary because they just started as well. And then I eventually caught up with the guys and I put my foot down and basically changed the whole setting. And I said, oh, this from now on. And I put myself. It was challenging to sort of keep that team together and work with us and everything. But it worked That's at right. the end. I'm and uh, what's the highlight of your trip you'd say i mean other than literally fulfilling the dream of, of the complete the hijra right especially in the context as i was telling you that it was the day before we got the approval to go to actually do it as well um, other than the obvious thing going to Badr for me was was the highlight and what was uh your so i know you got there at one one a.m in the morning in medina where were, were the locals taking you in or yeah yeah they were still there um oh, we cool. had um the one of the local team there they were waiting for us to sort of greet us oh, at 1am as well by the way they were told we we're going to we're going to be there for eight o'clock <laughs> ouch <laughs> ouch okay so they still patiently waited as well subhanallah um greeted us took some photo opportunity as well is it one thing i guess disappointed was we were planned that we get we get, we go to the masjid not and enter the masjid at least by the forecourt and we don't do shazda shukr of shazda and everything um and the ride there we couldn't do it Okay. Um, the police were a bit difficult that they, they just wouldn't let us go in because of covid i think they closed after isha a couple of hours later and they closed the whole forecourt as well okay That's so it's not like before you can just roam around the forecourt 24 hours how, how long were you in medina after so medina we arrived i was gonna say wednesday night but yeah well, thursday morning one o'clock so we were there full day thursday full day friday and then saturday night was our flight Oh, so that's literally a week in, week out, basically. Yeah. Okay. Days, yeah. Okay. Fair. So you got a lot done in that one week. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's the highlight? What must be the highlight for you in that trip? Yeah. Sorry, it was. It was but Badr is one of them. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned. Yeah. That. To be fair, you know what it is. It's, now it's all a blur, but just the fact that we managed to get all those components, right? The riders, the support team, working with a foreign team over there. And everything just connected together. Like I said, the whole police escort, the ambulance, everything just fell into its place. Yeah. Plans just... to do it again? Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. Yourself or just you're setting it up for others to do it? 
I'll probably be there as well, um, but I think there's still a lot of demand for the brothers to go, so we might do that again. Does it help now that you've done it once, you've got those connections? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the fortunate thing is for the brothers going to do it after is a lot of things going to change, especially the way the support team worked. Um, a, lot, a lot of changes to be made. We know what to do now. Um, so yeah, it'd definitely be a lot Would better. you change anything on the run-up, like the training that you put out? prior like your training hnk training is legendary you know you guys have it well planned out prior um yeah. you know it's it's well thought out and uh people getting it done even in winter uh, yeah i see yeah. 40 50 brothers turn up <laughs> at the local park and they're setting out you know and i'm like nah mate i'm in i'm on the turbo and you guys are <laughs> going out there doing the 50 60 70 80 miles mashallah and yeah and i'm the low we, would we you had change a anything there. would you change anything prior or the only, I think the setback for us, the training one was, the date was never there. So I think even for myself, I found it difficult to plan for something that I didn't know when it was going to happen. So as I was telling you, we only set the date in February that we we're going to go in March. So there were a lot of brothers who probably wasn't training anymore because they didn't know yeah. when, when it's going to happen. They So they only had six weeks to train. But straight away, Alhamdulillah, we sort of flipped it around, put all the training involved that, that would be needed. We incorporated um, Velov, Stratford Velov part. Okay, so what okay. we thought, you know what? Because we knew Saudi wasn't about climbs. It was more about pace. And we wanted everyone to ride in a high pace because it's a flat, minus the head, we will, yeah. we'll be taking into account. If it's a flat route, we knew group one would probably average 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. Group two can average 14, 15. So what we did, we incorporated that uh, Velov park into our training. So every Wednesday we went there and we do like, constantly just banging out um, 20 miles, 25 miles, 20 laps all the way around basically just to keep that endurance going up because it's quite tough when you try to do yeah, yeah, no, 20 absolutely. laps constantly. Absolutely. So if you've got these links now with Saudi, uh, have you have you thought about or will you think about other rides, not just the Hijra ride potentially, but have you thought about, yeah. I don't know, I've, other tours of Saudi potentially? Yeah, 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 definitely. The, um, one to look out for is uh, include Taif into it. Okay. That is yeah. going to be climb. Um, okay. But I'll definitely look forward to that. Prefer that, climb. That's a desert. city close by to Makkah. It's closer to Makkah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. About, I don't know, 10 years ago now? Yeah. I don't know, maybe longer. I tried to, or my father tried to get us to visit Daif. And uh, back then, things were, yeah, things yeah, were super yeah. difficult. They're opening it up, but like you said, they're still watching you kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It's interesting the balance they're trying to strike. I don't think they've got it quite right. No, so even like here, I was thinking, so when we finished and we were there for two and a half days, I'm sure they were following us when we were not cycling anywhere because okay. when we were about to set off um, on, on, on Saturday morning, afternoon, we are going to go jump, jump on the coach to get back to Jeddah again. Yeah. Yeah, the police all came again, like in, in space, they're like asking us, are you going to go? When are you going to go? Are you going to go straight to Jeddah? Okay. Um, asking a question and I think at one point they were even going to follow us to, you know make it look like they're going to escort or something and that's not an escort that's not really a support that's just making sure we actually get on to the airport get on the plane interesting but yeah it's weird like you think they saw us all these days been, they know what we've been doing Medina police Makkah police everyone by that by halfway through day one everyone knew what was going on and they were sort of expecting us in yeah, the yeah. place we were going as well but they still sort of viewed us with a bit of suspicion as well but yeah. fair enough what, got nothing to hide. what else you got in the H&K calendar for 2022? Yeah, it's just a very busy year. We started off with the Hijra, um, postponed one, but albeit. Um, Ride London, 
Although it's not our ride, yeah. Hamda, we've actually got about 55 of our riders taking part. 55 for the 100 or for mixed? the 100? What, okay, what, so. what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's still the 30 and 60, I'm sure there's some. Yeah, now for our guys, it's all doing 100, um, 55 riders. So it was almost like, it's almost going to be like our ride within, it's yeah, like yeah, our cause yeah. miniature sort of thing. All of us looking forward to that. Um, tough one because not, not so much after Ramadan as well, so we have to go straight into training. Yeah, it's about two, three weeks. Three weeks after yeah Egypt. exactly so that's going to be quite um challenging one but then we've uh, launched our national ride we talked about um cambridge um cambridge to london night ride okay. that was one of our national rides back then so every year we do a national ride that is actually open to everyone it, it sort of gives opportunity for actually non-cyclists to sort of join yeah and so one of the, i think 90 percent or 95 percent of our club members are through have joined through a national ride so they would come on board they do a national ride and they fall in love with cycling uh, so but you don't just offer the national ride isn't it you set up a whole training plan oh yeah, yeah advice plan. Uh, yeah, train yeah. like coaching uh, in a sense yeah yeah, yeah. It literally from we will, the whole training schedule is based around newbies progresses as well so start from park rides every every week every week there's something new been implemented to, uh, included within the ride yeah, and then um, literally hold your hand all the way through. Even on the day, we have full support um, of vehicle mechanics there as well, making sure everyone's there. So, so that's coming up. Um, is it? Uh, can you sign up still? Or? Yeah, second of July, um, London to Clacton. Okay. Um, we've started doing a lot of uh, coastal rides now. So we did Clacton. We did Clacton. We did Southampton, Portsmouth, Hastings, Margate, Dover. So you like the, the beach, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, for me, it's, it's for us. It's, I think it's about coming away from the city and going to openness of the, of yeah, the yeah. coastal side right. feels quite nice and you normally get about 150 200 riders yeah so last year was our last year was the first time we had to actually close the applicant registration yeah, because yeah. we ended up getting so many when we did had about 165 riders last year um, it, this year is picking up again um i think we've got about another 30 percent space left that's mad uh, and uh, are, are there new riders coming in every year or is it yes same that's old? a good thing as well so a lot of the a lot of riders from last year who are not our H, who are not our members that that's a good to see and also a lot of new faces or new names that i'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, seeing yeah. so it's good to see that it's as incredible well. like it's, it's thanks to hk and rides like this that hundreds of brothers have got into riding so it's, it's really good work. That, yeah, no, it's, it it's, it's us. Done, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's us or it's Bob as well. That the local guys, you know, people seeing. I think, you know, when we started off cycling, we didn't have anyone to look up to, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I still remember our three city we first did as well. We had rack sacks, full tracksuit bottoms, and all that stuff going on. Because nobody knew, you know, we yeah. didn't know what, what we were doing. We sort of stumbled and we sort of looked up to a few other things. And but now, mashallah, at least the brothers who joined. They've got full support from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. A lot of experienced riders now. So yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> looking back on those rides and <laughs> some of the stuff. Subhanallah, like uh, I, I don't. No, exactly. Like I, said, I look at my first three C, and you you think you're looking at a ride, you think is that back in the nineties? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it was, in fact, it was only eight years ago, seven years ago. And uh, people turned up on mountain bikes. And yeah, yeah. Hitting sixteen miles per hour was like you made it, mate. You're you're pro now. Right? <laughs> you're the done. You know I, still, I, mean? I, still, I still got a picture of um i don't know if you remember back in the days we used to have those speedometers oh yeah so it was an old garment yeah, yeah, yeah. a little speedometer and all that wired up to a sensor at the front wheel and i hit an average 
14 yeah. on a 20 mile ride and I took a picture of that and I thought I'm gonna have to keep this man this is <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned like the old old tech I was literally going through my OneDrive like it stores pictures from yeah. years and years ago so it, it had something back in 2013 like one of my first bike which I bought in 2012 and Strava how Strava used to look I used oh, to screenshot wow. some of the stuff on Strava like in 2013 and it used to look so dated even though it's like see for me i'm thinking strava looks the same no 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 it's dated well, i'll, I, I, probably, I I'll show you a picture time. later on okay it, it's it's completely it just shows different me, because i'm using all the time I'm yeah from, no, I'm, no 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 it's because it's been it subtle subtle changes over time but yeah. after 10 years it's added up isn't it so yeah it, it looks a lot different good to see how I, I, yeah for me I'm no, it's, it's completely same, different yeah. so uh yeah and uh i've got segments on there where there's only like 200 people on it like famous segments now which has like four thousand people on it now but back then there was only 200 and you'd come back from a ride and you'd have a top 10 like one or two just 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 for riding your bike so (laughs) yeah it's incredible and uh yeah it's it's mental how things have changed but it's it's really good and uh the bikes people are coming out with the training people and the time people are putting in see the value of the bike's gone up in the club <laughs> can't keep up. Uh, no, but it's, it's good. It's, it's good. Competition going on. Uh, but, uh, sorry, I was going to mention with the heater right before we finish off with that is you know the support. I know we got the support from the police and everything, but the public support. Um, it every time the car was going through, they were like honing us, cheering us on. Initially, I was I was quite enjoying it, put my hand up, but then my arms got really tired. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> every time, like opposite road, this road, and you know, people are always cheering us on. But there's a couple of incidents that happened as well, which um, just to show that um, the amazing people's um, support they give. So what happened was one of the brothers that was from here. So when we started the ride, there was Arabs there. There were some of the brothers from here, Talbia, Hajj and Umrah. They were sort of organizing as well. So they're brothers from South London. So this one brother, uh, Algerian, uh, and he came from, he's well spoken English from London as well. So he was part of the support. He's one of the cards and I'm telling him what to do and, and coming running up to us. Khidma was just next level. So on after on day one when we finished, I was like, I was talking to him. I go, oh, so what? Because I couldn't work out who's from where. There's so many different groups there. So I said, yeah, see, what capacity are you here? Like, help, you know, doing this. And he goes, what capacity? I'm like, well, you know, who are you working for? And he said, I'm not working for anyone. I'm like, what? And like I said, that day, seeing how he helped out in a support car, running up and down, running up to brothers, some other brother had a cramp, he's going up there massaging the legs, giving them food. So I said, yeah, so who's paying you for it? Like, I'm trying to work out which, which organization it's coming from. And he goes, no, bro. He goes, um, he goes I came with Talbia, because I know the brother, but I came for my, to do my Umrah. And after Umrah, I was meant to go to Medina, but um, my, my plan got cancelled. So I decided to just come and help you guys and just, just help oh, out. Man. And I was like, wow. And I'm telling this brother, to, you know, and the way he was helping out, Allah, you would think he's getting bonus after bonus for it. And he's not getting paid nothing for yeah, it. Yeah. The way he supported the brother. When, we, when I told the brother that day, everyone was just shocked the way he helped out. Another incident happened where on the day one, a group two guys stopped at a local village in a masjid and an older uncle saw them, local, and told them, look, he saw two or three of them and said, look, why don't you come to my house? You have to come to my house for lunch. And when they told him, look, there's 30 of us, <laughs> and we're going to, we're heading towards Medina, but we're, gonna, we're running late. You thought he backed off. He goes, okay, I've got a house in Medina. When you get there, I want all of you to come oh, for wow, lunch as well. We politely declined, but so, well, you know, that's, that's how big the heart is as well. 
But also there's another brother, right? So we actually had one of the cyclists join us from Oman. Oh, is it? Yeah. He, so joined, he met you out there, I'm guessing. He met us out there. Um, we know him through, uh, one of our guys knows him from family, but he's a local Oman guy. Name's Ayman. We used to always joke at Ayman from Oman. So what happened was he left Oman, and when he left, he went to a bike shop to get something. And bike shop, to cut the long story short, bike guy found out what he was doing, said, do you guys, do you guys need any support? I know people. He goes, no, 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 he's so organized. Left here, that took his number. On day three, we cycled from Badr, right? And he's in my group, brother. The brother Iman is on my group, my group. We're cycling from Badr, so we've got 100 miles left to go to. We've done about maybe 10, 15 miles. He gets a phone call from a number he doesn't recognize. And the brother's like, yeah, my name is so-and-so. Um, because he, he, they speak Arabic as well. So he goes, I was given your number by a brother from bike shop in Oman. You doing this guy's ride? He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, I'm from Medina. I've already set off. I want to support you guys. Wow. And he goes, where are you coming? He goes, I don't know. I'm hoping to see you somewhere. Right? And he was like, no, no, it's fine. He goes, no, 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 listen. I need to come and support, help you guys out. Don't stop me. And he goes, no, no, listen. And then he goes, he got really aggressive. He goes, look, bro, don't stop me from receiving my ajar. <laughs> when he says that, you don't yeah, say that. Yeah, he goes, yeah. okay. So what happens, he goes, okay. And then we started cycling and we stopped on a, on a motorway for a shade. And this happens to be he sees us. Oh, wow. Opposite. He's going towards Badr. Yeah, yeah. And he set off in the morning, hoping somewhere along the line he's going to bump into us. And he sees us. He calls me. He goes, look, I saw you guys stop there. Wait there. I'm doing a U-turn. Comes back. Mashallah, he comes and meets us with a box of fruits and veg, you know, um, drinks and dates and everything, right? And the story is, he's he's, there's another man with him. And when we found out, well, he left in the morning. His neighbor found out what he was doing. He's good. Look, I want to join you. Oh, wow. Then when they went to buy the stuff, he goes, look, I want to pay half of it as well. So, yeah. so it's just amazing. The heart of these, these people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this is why you should travel as well. You, yeah. you get these stories, you know absolutely, what I mean? And you yeah, meet absolutely. these people, which you wouldn't meet uh, in Ilford no, and exactly. Barking, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, absolutely. absolutely. It's, it's interesting, like one time, Free Cities, I was out in Germany. I was waiting for, uh, for Hadi after a climb and like some German woman come out of her house and she... Uh, she had no idea what I was saying. I had no idea what she was saying. She was speaking in German, and I'm saying Brittany, uh, Britain, England, and she she's still speaking in German. And I'm like, but she, I'm almost certain she came out to, just to check that I'm okay and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So the heart of these people. No, no, you know, you know what we what get mean? that three city. You know, you talk about German, and at the time when we went Germany, and we went a couple of times afterwards as well. Um, three cities, and there was a hostility, Islamophobia going on. That time we went and we were a bit apprehensive. So one of them, you know what, we had people, when they found out what we're doing, they're giving us cash and go yeah, put yeah. that to the donation. We, one of the time we were in Czech Republic and same thing happened like yours. This old woman comes out and we were like, we saw, we saw a tree, it was a really hot day, we were trying to take some trees, apples from the tree. This old woman comes out, in a, I'm not joking, it's like a movie, a cottage, and she comes out, no answer of English, and she's, anyway, she just comes out, she goes, wait. She comes with a bowl of apples, fresh yeah, apples for her, right? right? You know, that was it. No speaking, no one to speak, just gave that. That's a kindness being spoken as well. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. And yeah. uh, these countries are incredible. And uh, let's get into it. Free cities, you also yeah, have so, free cities on your calendar. So, national ride, so the national ride, um, London to Clacton, which is open for everyone. And then we've got a flagship, which you know very well as well. Second one you did, three cities cycling in Europe. We're coming to an end with three cities, okay. sadly. Um, this is our ninth three cities. So you started in London. So just for your listeners, yeah. it's a continuation thing. We, nine years ago, we started off back of ELM. 
um, and we cycle three European cities over three days, approximately 300 miles. So we started off ELM nine years ago, um, and then what we do is we go back to this, the same city we started, we finished the previous year, and we're carrying on. So last year, we break it down. Start start year one. So okay, I didn't want to throw it. I've gone London to Brussels. Oh, now you got to test my memory, boy. No, I, I can help okay. you out a little bit. Um, so they, they uh, you don't have to go to each city, but London to Brussels was the first. Okay, trip. London to Brussels, first one. Second one was from Brussels to Luxembourg. Yeah. Third one was from. Luxembourg to Geneva, oh. Strasbourg. Strasbourg was definitely there. I don't know if that was our end point. Bonn, uh, Bonn Zurich. was already there. Zurich, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Basel, actually, yeah, Basel. And then after that, was from Basel. Uh, we went through Zurich. Oh, you know what? I'm fasting as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you off. I'll let you. I'll tell you something. But where the, are you now? But the big cities we've hit: yeah. Zurich, Prague. Basel, Prague, um, Bonn. Munich, Cologne was beautiful. Cologne, oh, that's there. Um, in what's that place we stayed? Uh, that famous city, Maastricht. Maastricht, there you go. The historic city where the Maastricht Treaty was signed. That um, in Austria, we went in um, the capital city, Vienna. Vienna, um, yeah. And where and are you then now? Now, last year was the best part, though. Yeah, we entered Bosnia. Okay. So from Croatia, we cycled from Croatia, Zagreb, entered into Bosnia, and Bosnia we hit a few of the cities, um, Banja Luka, and then Tuzla, those really nice cities, um, and finished off in Sarajevo. What's Bosnia, man? Uh, amazing. You seriously, you have to go there. I can't believe we haven't been there. Okay. It's like I'll, I'll give you an example how it is. It's Turkey. Okay. It's it's very much, and I can see why because Ottoman had the influence there as well. So the masjids are very much like the Ottomans. The Imams are similar, they wear suits. Oh, yeah, yeah. They wear suits <laughs> and they wear the top on top. The cloak, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cloak on top. Um, my God, people are so friendly. So it was amazing, like, support we got. We, again, we stopped, and oh, yeah, cycling-wise, it's a, it's a heaven play for you because the climbs are there, the, it's, it's just really nice. And yeah, times when we stopped and there was like local cafe places stopped and he said, look, it was on me. No, 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 there's, there's 26 plus of supporting me. No, 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 it's still on me. At the right. end, I felt so bad. He, he gave it on him. He gave, and he was like, okay, coffee and all that. But then he was like giving away, you know, drinks and all that stuff, which is after a lot. And he gave all that. And the end, I thought, you know what? We all got together, did a little collection and gave the brother the money. So look, yeah. thank you. But here's, here's our, from our side as well, gift to you as well. Yeah. So it works both ways. So yeah, we, um, it was seriously, all your listeners and all that recommend you to visit. And you won't believe when we go to Sarajevo, it was like mini Arab country as well. Okay. All the Arab go there for holiday. That didn't oh, know. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, locals speak Arabic. Um, so when we were at the restaurant um, on day one at the hotel, the hotel that we chose, it was mainly full of Arabs. But I mean Arabs, all over Palestine, Egypt, Kuwait. Yeah, and the guy was like asking us what we're doing. And I felt like I was uh, went to Middle East. I was like, we're going to the wrong place. <laughs> so you must have seen Europe change literally. Uh, yes. Over your day. It was the years. best thing about it was as we entered, as we entered Bosnia, was early to start seeing masjids, and the border of Croatia and um, Bosnia. We were waiting. It was like a bridge as well. And from the distance, we could start seeing the minarets. We we're like, yes. If we start feeling, you know, the best thing about Muslims is. You start feeling at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never been to Bosnia. 
Yeah. Probably never better buzzed in my life in this country. They've probably never seen a brown person. No. <laughs> and yeah, as soon as we went there, fell at home. We all fell at home. We're like, this is our home now. Yeah. And they, they treat the same way as well. When I went to Masjid, they didn't look at us odd ways. You know, Marshall, it was brilliant. That's incredible. So you're saying it's coming to an end though. So uh, yeah, this, was, this was, the three city was a 10-year project. Um, the idea is to finish off in Istanbul where Europe finishes, Asia starts and the Bosphorus River. So yeah, this year we're cycling from, in August, we're cycling from Sarajevo to Bulgaria in Sofia, capital city. And it's probably the first three cities, actually not first, but one of the rare ones, where we're actually doing three European cities and three countries. Okay. We have done it a couple of times before. Uh, the one we did was that Belgium, was uh, Germany and... Luxembourg, and then I remember I went to France. You You and Hadi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, actually, morning. he turned back because I think he had he joined me for about five. It was only about I don't know ten miles to the border to the French border. He joined me for about five, and he he had like a cramp or something, yeah. and he, he turned back. So yeah, I was after a whole three days of cycling three cities in the morning as well when we were like all sleepy. I remember you guys went after Fajr or something. Actually, I saw your pictures. It was like. Really misty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, cold, it was a gloomy day. It was October gloomy. we used to do the yeah, trips. Exactly. And it's it like, why are we doing October? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy times, three cities. But yeah, yeah, like you're you're 10 miles away from the border. It's like, it only makes sense just to do another country. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. We, we were proper amateurs. We were finished by then. Okay. Um, so yeah, so three cities this year finish off again. So it'll be three cities, three countries. Um, Bulgaria. But this year, on paper, it's going to be the toughest three city ever um, because we got day one, 150 mile. Well, with take this out, 19,000, uh, sorry, not 19,000, 12,000 feet climb. That's almost and most a of it just on the first 50, 60 miles just, because, just to come out of Bosnia, wow. Sarajevo. So that's going to be a killer. Um, we never had anything like that before. Um, none of us, I mean, with last year or year before, a few of us attempted this, what we call the Cordosaurus. We made a route down South London, um, 10,000 feet climb all around. That killed most of us off. So 12,000 feet is going to be challenging and it's going to be the toughest one for whole three seas. And, and that's one day, yeah? And then one day, second yeah. day? Second day gets better, um, elevation-wise. It goes down to 2,000. Okay, but distance is to go about another 120 miles to go, and that's after a day of exactly, exactly. Okay. That. That's something I think when you put it into that, yeah, 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 straight yeah. after that, and then straight after that, I think that's and, what three cities. And just if you have headwind, then crazy. You're, you're dead. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think by now we should be used to it now. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so from Bulgaria, then, uh, so next year will be your last one, is that right? Last one, yeah, straight to um, Istanbul. we've got a city in the middle from, from Sofia, we're going to enter Turkey. Um, so again, another for, so with two Muslim countries that we touch into the whole of three city campaign. Um, yeah, so for the stuff, next year we'll start from Sofia entering into other cities and the bordering uh, Bulgaria and then straight to Istanbul. That's mad, mashallah. So as you've gone into East, like I have this picture in my mind of East, Eastern Europe, which isn't a good picture, you know, racist, skinheads, etc uh, etc et you know what I mean uh, have you felt felt that from no absolutely not you know, to the country I think it's probably one of the best places yeah. that we've cycled now um, because you know what it is it's less developed than than, yeah. than the sort of Western Europe 
but that's what makes it really nice about it. You, you just feel so much more connected to nature yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as you leave your hotel. Whereas a place like Munich and all that, you'll take us half the ride to sort of come out of the city, yeah, yeah. going through the canals, man-made canals and everything. Whereas as soon as we started cycling in places like Czech Republic, bit of Austria, not much of it, and then um, Croatia, um, Bosnia, you're straight to the nature and the countryside, you know, you see a little how cottage over there, here and there, and it just looks amazing. And yeah. now we do in August as well, so you can actually stop and take <laughs> a breath and really soak in the whole scenic parts. You won't see this anywhere in in UK even. Even the countryside doesn't yeah, be yeah. this. That's incredible. So uh, if people like what they hear and they want to do some of these rides, how do they get involved? Yeah, so we, we're on our um, so social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, at HK Cycle Club. Can, can contact us there we're on Strava as well um, people can message us there as well that's um, yeah and uh, how do you people support what you offer uh, what, how do you people support you as well can they donate to these causes if yes. they can't ride potentially they might want to yeah exactly so if they want to um, again contact us but at the moment so we've got two events so with the Clacton. National Ride London yeah. to Clacton we're supporting the Muntada A's drop of water drop of life Again, a really nice um, cause in that Indonesia. I didn't know this myself. It's a vast majority Muslim country, and it's the poorest country in the world. Indonesia, Indonesia, yeah. Okay. Uh, Indonesia. Oh, Indonesia. Okay, sorry, sorry. In, in Africa. Africa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the deployment team that went from today, they were saying that literally, because it's all Sahara uh, desert there, Sahara desert. Um, yeah, they, literally, they need water there. So we found this project they can do in Munta Aid. Three thousand pounds. They actually build a communal water well that serves hundred people on a daily basis. But the best thing about it is it's solar powered. It's it's, yeah. it's it's what they have in abundance, which is sun, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that it continuously pumps water out from the ground. And it has like a thousand liter tank at the top, and it just keep filling it in. So people don't have to go keep pushing this manual thing. It's so automated thing for them. And we're looking to build about fifteen of those. Around Nigeria as well. Mashallah, that's incredible. And uh, how do people follow your journey? Do you have? Uh, I think you got a film coming out, isn't it? The documentary is coming out okay. for the Hijra right? For the Hijra right? In fact, I saw it yesterday. A glimpse of it. it. It looks. It looks really good. Yeah. Who, who, I mean, who did that? Who, who made it? It's a brother. His uh, name is Reza Malik. That's his business as well from okay. Manchester. So, what did he send out a cameraman with you guys? Yeah, you know, he came. Oh, he came himself. So, so he, um, he he came. Um, yeah, really, really good brother. Um, I mean, he did talk about how good he was. I thought he was blagging it, but yeah, yeah. he's really professional. So we got uh, a few questions from listeners. Okay, uh, yeah. we'll go for it if you don't mind. So Musa asks, how do you, how did you go about getting the required doc- documents and clearances? Yeah, so we kind of touched on yeah, yeah. earlier on as well. It, it was basically you have to know someone that yeah. knows someone that knows someone <laughs> to go through that way. And even then, it took us almost half a year to get it, and the day before. So yeah, but it's complicated. Yeah, dogs ask if you're doing it again, and obviously you've asked that. Yeah. Um, you've answered that. Sorry. What was your major obstacle? He asks as well. Um, doing the ride itself, um, I guess the weather. Yeah. Um, was was the biggest one, um, and I think in terms of maybe the support team wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. We just didn't have time to sort of get to know the team properly. Fair enough. And then last one. Then um, what was the reason for police stopping you on route? So, yeah, on day one, we actually set off from Makkah with no police support or escort. We were just ourselves cycling. Yeah. When we stopped um, to pray Fajr, 
um, took a little break. As soon as we were about to set off, that's when the one of the police car came and stopped us. Wanted to abandon the ride, basically. Um, having a chat with him showed us the paperwork. Even then, it took, we were sitting around, not knowing whether we're still going to continue. That's only what we'd done about 20 miles. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> By then, we're sitting around on the side of the highway. Um, <laughs> you remember the motorway like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, sit, we sat on the sideway yeah. like that, not knowing are we going to get on our bike again. At one point, I'm thinking, man, because we got delayed in that play with Frey Fajr. I'm thinking, if only we set off five minutes before, yeah. he probably would have caught us. Yeah. But yeah, and then good 45 minutes deliberating with him. Uh, eventually he said, yeah, it's fine. He got to go ahead. And then he said, okay, but I'm going to have to stick with you guys. And that's the one I was telling you before. He was just staying in the back. Sped up. Oh, no, he was sped He said okay. at the back and we, we just sort of, we were cycling. It's only when later on, as we're getting more closer, they started, when um, other police departments start finding out. Gotcha. They, they more, so escort came about. And then the ambulance joined us as well. Halfway point in day one. Alhamdulillah. Shams. Thanks for coming on. It's been, uh, it was a pleasure seeing nah, you. No, bro, it's super insightful. And uh, I'm enjoying these conversations because we don't get a chance to sit down and whatnot. No, you know what we mean? don't. So, we don't get to see each other. And, uh, and I keep saying this, like, this is why we, we have the podcast, is just so other brothers and sisters can hear about what the community is doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so even now, just talking to you about it as well, I'm always reliving that moment as well. It gave me an opportunity. And I know I'll never do justice to talking about it, but at least you get an insight yeah, yeah. to it. And hopefully, brothers and sisters, and your listeners, uh, enjoyed the glimpse of Hijra Ride. The documentary is coming out soon, so if they're following us on Instagram or any social media, we'll we'll keep yeah, posting yeah. on that. And uh, inshallah, you're inspiring some people as well to do something similar, or even or take better. up charity. Oh, better, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, the challenges are just getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I thought, uh, London to Hajj. You know the brothers, uh, Aliman brothers and then obviously rushed by yeah. and i thought i thought that was the pinnacle but like every day something different's coming out like they're going gilgit mountains very yeah, soon yeah, yeah, exactly. you did the hijra ride uh brothers are doing the jog uh in like short amount of days like it's just can't yeah, keep no, up it's good to it. see a brother they're getting each other on and we're just yeah. like moving one step to another and it's just like i said i mean back in the days you think you know muslim cyclists or asian cyclists 10 years ago yeah. it was something unheard of and yeah. now we're like it's all over the place now it's mental assalamu alaikum oh, bro yeah.